Welcome to Getting Granular, the podcast where digital marketing experts from the agency Granular talk about the latest trends, tried and true best practices, and share their unfiltered thoughts about the industry. Whether you're here to learn how to grow your business, improve your digital skills, or just want to hear some Midwest PPC experts rant about digital media, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Getting Granular podcast. My name is Matt Frieder, and I'm the marketing operations manager here at Granular. Today, we're going to be interviewing another person from the Granular team. We have Jeremy Packey here with us. He is a paid media manager, um, local business owner, and uh, so we're going to be starting starting with him. Uh, we'll do some introductions, and then we'll dive right in. But an interesting thing about Jeremy and I is that we were actually hired and had our first days on the exact same day. So it was just one of those days where I walk in and then he walks in and we're kind of like doing the Spider-Man meme of like pointing at each other like, who are you? And, you know, it was just just one of those one of those strange days where we're both trying to figure out granular at the same time. So kind of have like a connection from that. But I will let Jeremy introduce himself. So, yeah, my name is uh, Jeremy Packey, and thanks, uh, Matt, for the introduction. Uh, that's a pretty fun fact that we uh, met in a loading zone, uh, kind of parked maybe yep. illegally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a little bit about myself, just kind of some snapshot facts. Uh, I've been doing digital marketing for about seven years. Um, I started doing it uh, for my own business. That uh, Matt didn't mention the name of the business, but it's called Yo Factory. It's on the east side. Uh, it's across from like the Ma Fisher's kind of in the the UWM kind of like area down there. Um, a little bit about myself. I kind of grew up uh, very interested and active in like alternative uh, sports, like action sports. So uh, I kind of grew up in that like skateboarding, snowboarding, uh, motocross kind of community and still participate, even though I feel like I'm too old. I'm I'm 30, which isn't really too old, but I'm kind of at the age where. Uh, some of those things aren't as uh, prominent as uh, they once were. I mean, that's that's totally fine. People like get older, they get jobs, they get married. That's true, but it's hard to admit to yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure your ankles and joints are probably happy about all that. They definitely are. So Jeremy does have some unique perspective, kind of being a small business owner, and his business is a frozen yogurt shop, kind of like a cafe. Um, one of those, you know, you go in, you fill up, you weigh all the sweets, all the fixins, all all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, um, one of one of the things that we always like to ask is, how did you get into PPC marketing? Um, you know, you can't exactly go to college for that. You can't go get a degree in paid media management. How did you first get um, exposed to that? And and you know, what was it like for you? So this is kind of funny uh, looking back. So in my senior year uh, of college in 2012, I remember taking a digital marketing class and they didn't really have like a lot to offer uh, at the time uh, at UWM, UW-Milwaukee. And in this digital marketing class, uh, this is just kind of funny. I remember the teacher actually saying, hey, like uh, social media and you know paid marketing is a thing that people might pay for like one day, like pay an employee to do that. And we're like, what? This isn't like that serious, like cut to like right now. And it's like absolutely huge. And one of the most important things that uh, a company can do. So I guess I was introduced to it 
at a class at UWM, um, but I really got into it when I opened uh, my uh, fro frozen yogurt cafe, uh, Yo Factory in Milwaukee. And I got into it out of necessity because, I mean, when you have a startup, especially one that like you're opening, you know, with your brother and money's very minimal. Um, I mean, every last cent, and it sounds like cliche to even say that, but like, you know, every last cent was so important to us. Um, so I was like, hey, I'm going to like learn, you know, how to do this myself. And I just dedicated a lot of time into kind of just learning like how social media um, and paid marketing works. And it's even funny to look back like at that time, like how how limiting or how limited like Facebook really was. And Instagram, as far as I can remember, was not a platform um, you could pay um, to market on. And people are still trying to figure out um, what it was. So I guess my answer to that question is I, I really got introduced to it um, at uh, in a class at UWM, but I really got to learn it uh, by out of necessity, by having to literally do it, um, you know, keep the doors open. Right. So you, you kind of jumped into it as you're trying to market your your own business, was there, you know, I, I, I would imagine at first it's kind of scary. You're like, okay, I just put my credit card in this thing. Now I'm spending money on something I don't really know. Was there was there a moment in time where, where you're like, okay, now I think I get it. I it's It was starting to click. And, you know, you, just, you were starting to feel a little bit competent, a little more comfortable. Was there, was there ever a moment like that? Yeah, it was kind of when Facebook started uh, introducing, like, new features because, I feel like back in the day, it sounds funny saying that considering it was only 2012, um, but like Facebook likes were so important at the at that time because uh, Facebook still had like an organic reach. Um, I, I felt like every you know every month or every year it was getting less and less, um, but a lot of my money was spent just on getting you know likes for the page back then, um, just because it was it was important. But I would say like at a, is there a time where I really um, got it. It was when Facebook um, just introduced like offers, you know, you could do coupons, surveys, like there was just a bunch more um, platforms. And it actually was nice uh, when you really could start like pushing content to like specific audiences within a certain geo, um, certain age range, because for, for my business, like just looking at, um, you know, demo demographically, the, for us, People between the ages of like 17 to 35, uh, specifically women, like that's our that's our target market. And Facebook um, and Google, they really give us the opportunity uh, to advertise specifically to those people. So you were a business owner and you were kind of dipping your toe into the PPC kind of space and, uh, you know, doing a lot on the Facebook platform. How did you transition into actually having a full-time career in paid media and, and paid search? You know, what did that journey look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, question, Matt. Um, so essentially uh, what happened is I kept doing a social and paid and I was running some catering campaigns through Yo Factory. And I had a conversation uh, with a friend uh, who works at an agency in town and she actually was like, hey, like you're doing all these like cool things with uh, social and paid media. Uh, do you know that like, you know, agencies are looking for people like that uh, and that you can get these certifications um, to kind of prove that you know what you're doing? Like I already knew what I was doing, but like, you know, that certification obviously 
uh, helps. So I, I was very interested in that um, and the thought of like kind of working on brands like all day uh, and helping them with their paid media was very intriguing uh, because I thought it was fun. So long story short, like I got uh, these certifications and started applying to a couple specific, uh, you know, paid media, uh, PPC, paid search jobs. And an agency uh, gave me an opportunity uh, and I really kind of thrive there. And that essentially led me uh, to Granular. You have a very unique perspective of being a business owner, learning everything on your own from a small business perspective and then transitioning into kind of the agency life, working with bigger brands all through the paid search spectrum. So when you kind of look back at that journey, I kind of want to look back at what the what the technology looked like. What did paid search and paid social media look like when you started, and and how 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 would you describe the growth and the change um, over time over the past you know five six seven years? Yeah. Uh, so at its core, um, obviously it's still like people have the same objectives, like as in like they want to bring in revenue or leads um, in. Um, but the levers that you can pull to make those things happen are, are insanely different. There's just, there's so many different levers uh, you can pull to achieve the same goal. Um, I mean, I remember back when I was like, when I first got into Facebook and when I first got into Google ads, it just seemed like there wasn't, you know, like you couldn't really do income targeting um the audiences definitely weren't as important um and throughout the years like google in some ways they've made it easier for you to find your target audience uh but to kind of like the common person just kind of like going into an account i think they've made it uh much more confusing in some ways too because like i said there's so many different ways to kind of accomplish the same thing and one thing that i've learned is like there's no right way to do anything. There's definitely wrong ways, but there's no right way. Um, for instance, if you have a budget, I mean, you could throw that whole budget in on Facebook. You could kind of blend it up. But really, uh, the best thing you can do is try. Try it out uh, from an educated perspective and then look at the results and live and learn with those. That's a really good point of... The goals haven't really changed. I mean, since the dawn of time, marketing is always about driving sales, driving leads, you know, bringing in new business. Right. So that's kind of interesting where it's like the end goal is, is the same, but the routes that you get there. And I would I, I would kind of argue that the reason why Google and Facebook are adding kind of all these different routes of these different levers that you're talking about is because our audiences are getting bigger. There's a lot of subset audiences like there's. There's audiences within audiences within audiences, and and there's so many targeting options, which are kind of amazing at this point. Um, what are some of your kind of go-to um, targeting options, or you know, what are your what what are, what are some of the the levers that you always try to kind of pull and push? Well, right now specifically, uh, this isn't a brand new feature, but it's fairly new. Like I'm just blown away by uh, custom intent audiences in Google um, because Google has like finally given you a product uh, where essentially it looks at everything everybody's doing on the internet and uh, 
kind of lets you know who's in the market to buy something. And for platforms like YouTube and Gmail um, and just display in general, that is just, it's so incredibly uh, valuable um, because finally you have a way to reach clients like or reach potential customers that are literally looking for products like yours or your competitors' products. And that was just a feature that I never really saw uh, in other platforms. Yeah, the power of those audiences is is kind of crazy. And, and, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time inside the Google platform, given my role here, but I, I am in there a little bit. And I'm always just kind of amazed at, at seeing all the different audiences, which is, which is great. So I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm always on social, always on search and stuff like that. And it's kind of interesting, um, you know, getting, getting the ads that I do, I always try to like reverse engineer it in my head right? and be like, Oh, how did they do that? Cause there's probably a Jeremy that's over at, you I know, do that all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of like clothing or shoe ads and stuff like that. And it's like, like there's a there's a Jeremy that works over at Nike, right? You know, and he's like targeting me, and I'm like, you know, what, what, how, how is he doing it? So it's always kind of funny to like think about that. I always wonder that too, and sometimes I'm like, are they just like, like, do they have one campaign, and are they just scouring the internet or just like flooding the internet with their brand, or is like somebody, is somebody strategically doing this? Um, that I I I tend to think the same things. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's just always always fun to think about. Like, how much are they spending for this? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's like we know how how we do things, and we have our kind of standards and and our processes and and all that kind of stuff. And it's always like how how did this get to me? You know what what was the process there? It's always kind of funny. Thing. I'm sure you, uh, you see this as well, but um, or do this as well. But one of my favorite things is like let's say you're looking for a concert ticket or something, and you see an ad that's bad. It's kind of like fun to find bad ads online. Like I, I was looking for uh, tickets to uh, a music festival the other day and I actually saw um, an ad come up for uh, 2017. And I was like, ooh, who's running their media? Like I, I want to tell them they're, they're running ads for years ago. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I also saw one on, it was on Instagram and I, I think it's an Instagram problem that happened on the platform but the image and the copy were of like an alfa romeo car yeah and i get a lot of car ads too because like i follow a lot of car accounts and so it was an ad for a car but then like the copy was for like swimsuits and all the comments on it were like oh somebody messed up like oh and it was like and it was like somebody's gonna get fired or whatever and I was like, I don't know, that that kind of that kind of seems like a like an Instagram platform issue. And then I saw the next day the same ad, but the copy was fixed. Okay. So I was like, that might have been like some like an agency that has like a like a swimwear brand and that car brand. Oh yeah, they posted <laughs> like, something up. <clears throat> I could like, totally see that happen. Yeah, like they put they just put the wrong copy in by accident, you know, the copy and paste or whatever. Instagram. Whatever. It was. I have seen errors like that though, where you on Instagram, um, where you think you're in an account, um, but Instagram will post into another account. That doesn't really, I haven't seen that happen lately, but probably like three or four years ago, I, I, I have seen that happen. Paid media has certainly come a really long way with all the targeting options, everything that we just kind of talked about. What do you see the future looking like 
you know, what, what, what are the big trends now and what do you see happening in, in this space, you know, five, 10 years down the line? So what do I see happening uh, down the line? Uh, Google is continually coming out uh, with different products, like their smart products. And what I hope for um, is that Google kind of listens to what us, the advertisers, want and gives us a little bit more to play with uh, in those smart shopping campaigns. And what I mean by that is, you know, having these smart, uh, quote unquote, smart campaigns, but letting us, you know, exclude geos, exclude audiences, um, because I really think that that's something that, uh, you know, us as advertisers are craving because we all, all the advertisers, we all, we love trying some of these smart shopping campaigns. Uh, you know, a lot of people like, uh, trying them and proving that they're smarter than the smart shopping campaigns. Um, but I do think that the combination of Google's, you know, a algorithm and kind of the human touch is kind of the perfect, uh, the perfect combination. Yeah, so even if there is AI in these smart shopping campaigns where it's kind of you set up your parameters and go, it's still important to have that that kind of human touch to really evaluate and set that strategy. Um, what do you see kind of happening in the social media world? I know there's a lot of news about privacy and you know Facebook's kind of under the gun about that. What do you kind of see happening in the social space moving forward? I feel like for me, that one's a, a little bit even harder to predict um, with uh, where social media is going. Um, I do like uh, a lot of the new like campaign types and stuff social media has been uh, like introducing um, as far as like, you know, like the form fill ads uh, on LinkedIn and on, on Facebook. <clears throat> but as far as like for the future, um, you know, more and more personalized, but I really don't know how that's going to look with you know, some of the new laws that seem to be kind of coming uh, into the world. Um, but I, I mean, this is kind of a gener generic answer, but I do think things are going to get more and more personalized. That's for sure. I've heard a lot of um, kind of buzz about there being a way to like opt in. So, you know, they'll, they'll present you with like advertisers that want to advertise to you. Mm -hmm. And then you would like, opt in to be in these certain audiences so right. it's kind of like switching instead of like okay you just get put into this bucket based right. on your actions but now now it's like okay we we kind of know what actions but then you get you get to opt in i think i think that could be a huge game changer that's a and, that's a really good point like users are going to have more control and that's that's actually a good point for um you know digital marketing in general like the whole like opt-in opt-out um is definitely a conversation that we've heard uh, a lot more like this year and last year, but I think it's going to be uh, around even more in the future. So very personalized, but also like users are going to have the ability to be like, no. I know one of the big trends is like mattresses. Like there's all those people that are doing like the mattress on a box and it ships to you. You know, there's brands like Casper and Nectar. Right. And I just saw one for like a new new brand called like Mint or something like mm -hmm. that. And I actually bought one of those um, and I love my bed. It's great. And what was interesting is like, you know, I was doing some research. I was the typical, you know, going down the funnel and um, I did my research and I actually got some Instagram ads for um, the brand called Nectar. And then they were running a sale. So I said, I, you know, this sale looks really good. I think now is the time I should probably, I should probably jump on this because I'm, I'm in market, bought it. Everything was good. But then for the next six months, 
even longer than that, I was still getting ads from all these different companies. Okay. And the one you actually bought from too? Yeah, the one I bought from and you know, others. And I'm like, man, they're really wasting their money. Like I just bought this. Especially if they were to put out like a better offer too. Right. Right. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, I just bought this. Like I don't want to see this stuff anymore. And then going back to the whole like reverse engineering, like, is there a Jeremy sitting over there uh trying to target me? It's like they're wasting money. They're just right. flat out wasting money on targeting me. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to be clicking on the ads, but when it comes to all the social ads, I'm still seeing and that they're definitely paying for. So, I mean, they did a lot of display too. So if you could like, you know, say, Hey, I'm in market for mattresses, then you get the mattress ads. Yeah. And then you can jump in and say, I'm no longer in, in the market and then boom, they can save all that money. So then from an advertising standpoint, if you're the advertiser, you're like, okay, if I know that these people have opted in. I'm just going to throw money at it because yeah. it's as cl- as clean as possible. That's a really interesting idea. Um as far as like if they gave users that option in the future in a way they're kind of doing it already uh cuz good marketers are going to you know ba- uh bid on keywords uh you know based on I want to buy a mattress or a mattress for sale. So like that's kind of happening right now but there's definitely not an easy way for somebody to be like I'm I want to buy a mattress, like you said. Bought a mattress. Now I currently do not want to buy a mattress. Um, obviously, like uh, a good digital marketer would have the appropriate list uh, set up to kind of take them out of that uh, that audience pool. Um, but yeah, if you don't have that set up, that definitely could uh, be a, a fairly big waste of money, and maybe even make you like the brand less. Um, what would have been interesting is like. If after you bought that mattress, if you started receiving ads like kind of like championing championing that brand, um, maybe some sort of incentive for you to kind of recommend it uh, to somebody else and maybe you both get a discount or you both get paid for it, um, kind of seeing that change. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point where it's like, okay, I'm out of the bucket of just mattresses. Now I'm like, okay, I can select a button and say... I only want to hear stuff from like Nectar brand, right? Mm-hmm. And like they make pillows and I'm pretty sure they make like sheets and other kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, sure. I'll I'll get I'll go I'll I'll go for the cross sell, upsell. Right. And exactly. It's like, oh, you know, here, here here's a deal. You'll get two free pillows if you refer somebody that that buys. I'm like Right. Like an Great. advocate like, of the brand then at that point or something. E- exactly. So I think it's I think it's it's interesting how like paid paid search and all that and, and especially all the paid social media can really turn okay i just bought a mattress like i'm not gonna care about a mattress brand like all that right. much i'm not out here like oh yeah buy buy nectar like right like it's a great mattress whatever you know i'm not gonna talk about it at the water cooler but like i could right you know like a brand could make me do that which is interesting it is interesting so being a paid media manager here on the granular team um you know there's a lot of responsibility that kind of goes into having that job one of the things that we always like to talk about is your kind of personal approach to running paid media accounts you know how do you look at all these accounts um from 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 your own kind of personal strategy yeah um uh step one i definitely like finding out um as much about the brand or product as possible in trying to establish a relationship with whoever my contact is um, at that company or brand. 
um, because I feel like that just goes a really long way. Um, if you can enjoy uh, talking uh, to the clients, uh, whether you have uh, great news or not so great news. Um, so I feel like one, uh, it starts out with like a, a solid relationship and an understanding of the brand. Uh, and then two, uh, just kind of coming up with a solid game plan, kind of communicating this game plan to the client, running those campaigns on those platforms, and then either living uh, or either getting good results or uh, learning from those results. Um, and that's like one of the biggest takeaways. Uh, I guess maybe even like one of my biggest pieces of advice for you know, running paid campaigns in general is like you come at it with uh, an educated point of view and a reason for why you're doing something. And then you basically run your idea and then you learn from those results. They're either going to be great or not so great. And it's just constantly learning from those results. Like there's going to be winners and learners. Like that's kind of like a great way to look at um, running campaigns. That's a really good way to put it. Um, I know I, I've, I've, I've talked about this internally of, of you got to use what you have, you know, that data that you gather is your data and it's valuable and it's super important to kind of make sure that that can transition into more, more knowledge. So I, I really like that, that standpoint of it's a win or it's, or it's a learn. Winners and learners, man. That's the name of my next podcast. So something that we talk about a lot at Granular is the analytics and data. Um, you know, we're really big into making sure that our clients' accounts are set up properly to measure everything, to track all the conversions. And, you know, we always want to make sure that we're reporting on it and, and that we're drawing insights from that. Can you uh, talk about kind of your personal reporting strategy and how you handle kind of reporting ROI back to a client. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do when either getting a brand new client um, or uh, taking over an account that's already been established is looking how the conversions are set up and why the conversions are set up that way. Um, because there are just so many times, especially when taking on like a brand new, uh, when taking on an account um, from either a different agency um, or uh, maybe an account that was run internally where I find just like a little mistake in maybe a destination page or how a conversion uh, event is firing. And uh, these mistakes like, can totally throw off all of your data. Um, so one of, like I said, one of my favorite things to do is making sure is to make sure that these, um, these conversions are working correctly. Uh, because you'll be really surprised with if you find something not working correctly, uh, how something that essentially looked like it was a, a waste of money could become maybe your top performing piece uh, or your top performing campaign or piece of content uh, that you have. Yeah, that's that's a really good point of you know, you could be dumping a lot of money into one particular campaign that markets one of your products or one of your service lines. And then you're like, man, I'm just not getting any results. Like, I think I might just give up and waste all this money. But it's like you made a little mistake on your conversion tracking. And, you know, 
you're you, you know you, you could be getting leads and you're like man i'm getting all these leads but none of them are from digital like what right. do i do about it and it's like well you know it's one of those well actually right. you know and it's like you know if you if you just set it up properly then all of a sudden you're like wow this is working i'm gonna dump more money into it right you know it can it can change you can change pretty quickly yeah i had a uh insurance clients um at the last agency i was at and uh, I remember they had this piece of content and I like just looking at this piece of content, uh, I was like, this has to be generating leads. Like this is like the most searched piece of content, but it's just not generating any leads. And I really, really dug down into like how this uh, conversion was set up and it just wasn't set up correctly. And we fixed it. That was their top performing piece of content um, from then on out. And it was actually at a point where they were thinking about like, not promoting it anymore. Um, as far as like a personal approach to kind of uh, reporting on ROI, um, one of my favorite things to do and something that I always do is you always have to look at um, your assisted conversions. Uh, I just think that's uh, that's so important and I can't stress enough like how important that really is considering like you know, kind of the paths to conversion seem to be getting longer and longer and longer, especially when you bring in like different devices um, and just like different platforms where people are kind of finding out about your brand um, or product. And also, I really like looking year over year and month over month, um, year over year specifically, as long as like, you know, the website hasn't completely changed or you are tracking different conversions, um, just to kind of see seasonality. Because one thing I've learned from working in the ind industry is seasonality is a real thing. Um, and if you're just always comparing month over month, that is just not going to give you really good data. Um, or it's going to be really hard for you to see like increases and, de and decreases. So you've been here about six, seven months at Granular, part of the Granular team. What's your favorite thing about working here? I have a lot of favorite things about working here. I, I like this place uh, so much just because I believe I believe in the granular brand. Um, I believe in, you know, our founder, uh, Jordan. Um, he really, you know, he really cares about uh, kind of employee morale and doing like great work. And he gives us like all the tools to do great work. Like, you know, we have these weekly meetings where it's like, you know, what can I do? He always says like, what can I do to make you guys better at your jobs? Um, and he, he, he stands behind that. Like he, he really does. Like if you're like, Hey, I want to go to this, uh, conference or you're like, I want to get this certification. Um, granular is completely down with you to get better at your job. I also like that it's in a cool area in the third ward. This area is awesome. Um, our office is one of the coolest offices I've ever seen. Uh, we have, I mean, we're like a, we're like real people here. Like we talk, uh, we hang out, we play uh, ping pong together, we shoot ideas off each other, um, and yeah, we have real relationships internally and externally. I also really like that. Uh, it just kind of so happens that a lot of people here like uh, the NBA. Uh, so I, I mean, Matt knows this. I mean, we we daily have conversations about. I mean, when it really comes down to it, we're talking about Giannis and LeBron. Um, and it's kind of fun to just 
uh, you know, have conversations with people about what's going on in the world, what's going on in the NBA, um, and all, as always, like what's going on in uh, paid media. Yeah, that's a little kind of insider information in, into granular. So there's kind of two sides of the office, um, and you know everybody kind of co-mingles, but our side is always talking about the NBA. Like anytime there's any kind of like water cooler talk, ninety percent of the time it's NBA, which is great because like we're all kind of hoop heads. We always got something to talk about, and it helps that like the Bucks right now are you know number one in the East. There's a lot going on in Milwaukee. In the in the NBA, I think right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think so. See, <laughs> see, see exactly. We're like we're 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 on that tip one hundred percent. So, it's fun. Like that's that's something that I I personally like too. Is like, you know, everyone who comes in is like, oh, did you see that game last night? And and it's kind of cool to kind of have that outlet to to kind of talk about you know basketball in general we'll see what happens when it, when it, when it becomes baseball season and we're yeah. all we're all kind of tired of it it's also we'll kind of fun uh talking to clients about you know the nba or even what you're watching on netflix um because they're pretty responsive to that and you know people sometimes want to talk about things other than just their account obviously the account is always the focus um but yeah it's it's really fun having you know kind of business and a little bit of a personal relationship uh with the client Right. Like we're all kind of like media people. Like right. we we work in it, we consume it, we, you know, are the ones kind of setting up a lot of the media yeah. that, that that people see. So it's like it's good to be able to have like media discussions if it's internally or if you're talking to clients and like you can kind of get a sense of like where they're at in terms of, you know, what kind of brands do they like, what kind of style of communication do they like. So that's a really good point. Like you can you can really learn a lot just by talking about what kind of media you consume. Um, it can kind of you know really give you that insight into a client's kind of psyche. And also, like Granular has super cool clients. So for me, talking about motorcycles uh, with a client, we're talking about business. Uh, or talking about music with a client, we're talking about business. Like we're very lucky to have, in my opinion, very cool clients that have cool products. So something that we always like to talk about is your specializations. You know, is there any area of paid media that that you kind of consider to be a specialization of yours or or just or just a a space that that you really really enjoy? Yeah, uh being a small business owner, I really like to work with uh the small to medium-sized businesses. Um one because a lot of times you're working with like the founder of that company um and it's at like a very you know, if it's a startup, it's at a very pivotal point uh, in that company's, I guess, uh, life. Um, and I, I can really relate to how important every single penny, every single dollar is. And, and I feel like, you know, me having uh, lived in that space, uh, I'm able to give really uh, good advice um, and insights into what that client uh, should be doing uh, with digital market, whether it be uh, a talk on just their overall brand or if it's a talk on like what uh, specific keywords should we uh, be bidding on. Um, not to say that I don't like working with huge companies because I mean, I've worked with companies that spend a million dollars in a month, um, but I, I don't mind working on companies that spend a thousand dollars in a month either. Yeah, you kind of get it coming from the background that you have. Right. And it's kind of like, you're like, I've been here and I want to help you out. <laughs> you exactly. Know, it's exactly. Like, yeah. And, and it's you want them to win. Right. Right. One hundred percent. And and it's like it, it's great, you know, um, working with the founders of the, of these companies or people that were, 
co-founders or presidents because like this is their livelihood this is something that like they're so passionate about that they started this business on their own and then they kind of like bring you into their circle a little bit and now and then you kind of like feed off their energy and you're like all right let's like let's do this right that's that's funny you bring up uh bringing them or bringing you into their circle because i mean there's there's clients that trust us um that you know they trust us so much and you know we want to give them good results uh they'll share you know, a lot of clients share all of their internal numbers, how the brand's doing overall or how that product's performing overall. And that's really private, sensitive information. And they're not going to give that to you unless you have a really good relationship with them and they trust you. Thanks for listening to the Getting Granular podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any PPC tips, tricks, or news from the digital marketing world. I am your host, Matt Frieder. Thanks for getting granular with us today.